it's the lowdown. <laughs> lowdown with low tide. <laughs> I'm Alan Mitchell with uh, Declan Kruger. Did Supertramp just die in front of us? What happened there? Yeah, something weird happened. I don't know who's responsible for that, but it just got clicked off the well, uh, stack. I can sing it so. early morning yesterday, up before the dawn. I was really looking forward to listening to it, too. but Really have enjoyed my stay. It must be moving on. That's a great... You can keep going. No, I won't. RL says, LT, I don't understand your comments. Last week you're saying you think they have no choice to get rid of the coach, and today you're saying they shouldn't get rid of him. I said last week they shouldn't get rid of him. I said you reach a point where you can't fire all, well, whatever 16 players they have on the roster, they can't afford to have all, you know, 23 of them, and you end up firing the coach. I still think that's the case, but I don't think it's wise. I think they're, th- this roster is flawed. The, the cap risk made by Ken Holland to start the year has failed they can't get they can't get 21 guys on the ice and they could have 23 on the roster but they they're running it too they they need to shave they need to make a trade they need to find somebody who wants jack campbell or they're going to have to check down to kulak or something like that and at some point it won't matter and they're playing the vancouver canucks and the canucks have the number of the Edmonton Oilers so far this year. In fact, they played brilliantly against the Edmonton Oilers. We are now joined by Brendan Batchelor, Sportsnet 650 Canucks play-by-play broadcaster. I want to draw your attention to, and I know you recognize it, your photograph on Twitter. First of all, great photograph. It looks to me like that's the photo you'd put on your Greatest Hits album or the Songs of Jesus album. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, it, it is. It, that that was kind of the pose I was going for. It mm-hmm. was like a, a photo that was taken of me by a friend, and I was looking for like the staring off wistfully into the distance, contemplating the meaning of life kind of look. Well, you've made you've I'm got. Glad, I'm glad it hit. <laughs> you've you've got 17 million sellers. You're famous beyond belief, and you're contemplating where you've been and where you're headed. Yeah, if only I had 17 million sellers, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll move on to that. We can dream. We can dream. Uh, I feel like Rick Tockett has 17 million sellers uh, because he, everything he touches seems to be really working out very well for this team. Um, and it feels like a team Tockett could could be comfortable playing on. They're, they're a tough out. Even if you beat them, it hurts. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been a welcome change for fans in Vancouver from what we've seen in, in recent years, which has been a team that has been way too easy to play against. Uh, you know, they've, they've given up tons of odd man rushes. They haven't been very good through the neutral zone. They've been, you know, poor in their own end and have had to rely on Thatcher Demko to, you know, keep them in games. It's the polar opposite of that through 10-plus games this season where – um, you know, they, they don't give up easy offense. They, they make it hard on opponents. They're a hard team to play against. They're really aggressive on the four check, and they stick to their structure in the D zone, which was really what was killing them in, uh, in past seasons and in past iterations of this team. And, um, you know, was sort of talking to Tyler Byers about this after the morning skate today, where in past years, They'd have a breakdown, and then guys would overcommit or, or push out a position to try and compensate for that breakdown, and their you know entire structure would, would come unglued, and as a result, teams would have an easy offense against them. They're not making those secondary mistakes anymore. If one guy makes a mistake, they stick to the structure, they stick to what they know is going to allow them to succeed, and it's allowed them to succeed to a greater extent than I think anybody would have expected at this point in the year. Brendan, I, I don't like to admit I'm wrong. You'd think I'd get used to it after a 
being wrong so often, but I was one of the people who was saying that, that, you know, the Canucks have to rebuild here. There's just no way to reload. Well, as it turns out, they, they appear to have done that. They, they have kept, uh, you know, Demko and they, they, you know, have Pedersen and Quinn Hughes still here, JT Miller, Besser. Uh, and I guess part of it is talking, but they're also getting good mileage out of guys like Philip Ronick. It, it's, it's sort of a, um, like there's a little bit of patchwork to it, but it seems to be holding. Yeah, and I think you have to give Patrick Alvin, the general manager, a lot of credit for some of the acquisitions and moves that he's made to complement this core group because, you know, you were the only one that was sort of questioning these core players over the past couple of years after, you know, how how much this team has struggled. And, um, you know, there were plenty of people in Vancouver that agreed with that mindset as well, which was these guys can't get the job done. You've got to move on from them and try again. Uh, but what we're seeing now is that when you complement the top players with guys that can support them so that you're not relying on them to do everything, and, you know, a perfect example is a guy like Philip Heronik who uh, has been paired with Quinn Hughes, and, and they've had a tremendous amount of success together as a defensive pairing. They've been one of the best defensive pairings in the league to this point in the season, then it it's not, you know, that Hughes has to do everything himself, or it's not that he's being straddled with a uh, a defenseman that isn't suited to being a, a top four or top pairing blue liner. Like in past years, you know, he was playing with Noah Juleson. He was playing with Luke Shen for extended stretches last year, and Shen did well in that role, but, you know, he's not a guy that's going to elevate a player like Quinn Hughes, and I think we've seen that from Heronik. Ian Cole coming in has helped them round out uh, their their top four and their penalty killing as well. They've made some nice depth additions up front with Pew Suter and even a guy like Teddy Bluger who hasn't played yet this season but is going to help them down their lineup when he does get in. And suddenly you see that having that added depth, having that insulation for the star players frees up the Canucks' top players to play their game more effectively. And, and that's really what's led to their success in, in many ways. I'm a, I, I've been following Nils Hoglander, and I, I feel like he's a player, and, and he got lost a little bit a year ago. And it's not like he's, you know, shooting lights out, and it's not like he's playing 25 minutes a night. But he can be an effective player. Looks like he's found a role here. Yeah, and I think he's a, a perfect example of a player who now understands the role he has to play to have success. And I think that's part of why the Canucks have struggled. And, you know, I, I talked moments ago about some of their depth acquisitions. The problem in previous years is that they were having to ask guys to play in situations that weren't well suited to them. So, you know, guys are having to play top four minutes when they're clearly not top four defensemen. Or, you know, a guy like Anthony Beauvillier is playing up your lineup on your top line because you're short a, a top six winger. So when, you know, you, you fill out your roster a little bit, you can slot guys in in situations and positions on the roster where they have an opportunity to succeed and where they can really sort of dig their teeth into a specific role. And I think that's what we've seen from Niels Hoaglander, where when he came in as a rookie uh, in the, the North Division season, he was essentially a replacement for Tyler Toffoli because they let Toffoli go in free agency and they didn't have anyone else that made sense as a top six winger. And in that season, he had a lot of offensive success playing in that role. Ever since then, it's been tough sledding for him. He was demoted under Bruce Boudreaux and moved down to the AHL last year. And it feels like under Tockett, 
you know, the, the expectation isn't for him to be a, an offensive juggernaut that they need to produce offense in their top six. And he's sort of bought into being a, a pesky forward that gets in on the forecheck, that can play with a little bit of physicality. And, hey, he's got an offensive touch to his game as well if he gets the opportunity to chip in. And he's one of a number of guys we could talk about on this roster that has an identity to his game now, is buying into the way that the team wants to play and the identity that they want to have. And um, so it's been good for him. He's found some success down the lineup, even if it hasn't resulted in offensive numbers. He's helping the team win on a nightly basis, and it's allowed him to stay in the lineup and on the NHL roster, at least thus far. Brendan Bassler, our guest from Sportsnet 650, play-by-play broadcaster for the Canucks. I, I wonder about at this, this point, or we're like 10 games in, and you start to say, well, can they sustain it? And what you look, what I look for is somebody who is just flat out over overperforming. And, and I don't, like, I don't, I guess maybe Tyler Myers based on his recent, you know, uh, history or whatever, but maybe Ian Cole. But it seems to me like they're just a sound defensive team. They're a rugged bunch. I think they are the kind of team the Oilers have trouble with because the forechecking is physical and aggressive and relentless. Uh, is, do you think the, the skills they display to a man are repeatable and that this team could go some ways here this year? Yeah, there there are a lot of things to their game that make me think it's sustainable. Whether it's sustainable at this pace or not, I'm skeptical of because they're one of the top shooting percentage teams in the NHL right now, if not the very top. The last I looked, they were first in the league in terms of shooting percentage. So their top players are shooting the lights out right now. And I don't know if it's reasonable to expect them to produce at this level all season long. But that said, the things you talk about, the aggressive forecheck, the defensive structure, the way that they're much harder to play against in the neutral zone and they don't give up as much off the rush as they used to, those things to me feel like they will be sustainable so that when you do go through a rough patch or you're not generating as much offense or your top guys go quiet for a week or two, those are the things that allow you to stay in games and to win games where maybe you're not at your best. And then, of course, the goaltending. You know, Thatcher Demko has been tremendous. He's, what, like a 940 save percentage, I believe, off the top of my head to start this year. Casey DeSmith has come in as the backup goaltender and has given them quality starts when he's gone in too. So uh, even if the shooting percentage comes down, and to me it's not an if, it's a when the shooting percentage comes down, the structural things in their game should allow them to still have success or at least have the opportunity to continue to win games, even if it's not at the tremendous pace that we've seen from them to this point in the year through 11 games with eight wins. Do we have any injury issues that uh, we should be aware of before the game, uh, Canucks side? Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Teddy Bluger hasn't played yet this year. He blocked a shot in the last preseason game. Uh, so he has been out of the lineup and returned to morning skate with the group today for the first time, but isn't expected to play. He's uh, not even necessarily going to play on their upcoming Eastern Canadian road trip. But other than that, based on the morning skate, we should see the, the same four lines and three defense pairings that beat the Dallas Stars 2 to nothing on Saturday night, and it's going to be Thatcher Demko between the pipes again this evening for Vancouver. So that's sort of the, the luxury and the benefit that Rick Tockett has had with this 
group is when things are going well, you can just continue to roll th- roll with things and and roll the lines that have ha- you know led you to have a lot of success, and that's what I would expect from the Canucks in this game this evening. Thanks so much, Brendan. Appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the game, and we'll listen for your call. Sounds good. Thanks uh, for having me. Okay, Brendan Bachelor. Check him out on Twitter, Batch Hockey, capital B, capital H, Batch Hockey. We've had him on a few times. Bright fellow. Follows me, so I mean, you know. And I follow him. By the way, how are we doing with uh, Twitter followers for your uh, Declan Kruger? I just hit 1,300 the other nice. day. Which is very nice. cool. Well, yeah, you should have more cool. than that. We need to get you rolling. Like, I'm just saying, if every one of your followers wanted to follow me as well... Well, I, I pay cool. for. Th- I've got thirty eight thousand seven hundred, uh, thirty seven thousand seven hundred. I just pay for the bots. Yeah. So, well, um, I, you know, I don't. I don't have those those good athletic articles. Well, I do. I, I'm very proud of my athletic no, articles, and as you should. My yeah. friends will send me your articles. Like all the time, really? Yes. Well, yes. you have smart friends. You yes. should maybe listen to them. <laughs> they should be doing. They should be doing this instead of me. That's what I'm. No, hearing. no, no. Okay. I, I won't. I won't trade you for for anything. I really Thank won't. Uh, Merrick said, "Oilers are done waiting for Campbell. Uh, do they do what needs to be done and wave him and get three point eight five in cap space to call up Pickard and run a full roster? It doesn't work like that way. It just doesn't. No matter how badly I say it, it doesn't work that way. And they get like 350,000 in cap room. It isn't what you think. They are absolutely dead in the water. They're Have you ever seen Hunt for Red October? They're, that's what they are. They're a submarine that's just waiting to get hit because any injury that happens, they can't replace the player unless they LTIR, and none of them are that bad. It's It's really... I mean, it's gone badly, and it was a risk, and... It does. It you know ordinarily probably wouldn't look this bad, but right now the orders look like the general manager has made it impossible for the coach to put on a, an effective roster, and that's where we are. I think it's fair to say. I really do. There was a complimentary one in here. Um, per Elliot Friedman, it's believed that Edmonton is among the teams that are showing interest in Flames, UFA's defenseman Hannafin, Zadorov, and Tanev. All three would be really good for Edmonton. Um, 1,300 followers, Declan. My cat has 45,000. Don't you listen to him. <laughs> no, I just replied. I said, your cat probably deserves it. Your cat's way more talented and appealing than I am. I completely understand it. There was a complimentary one here. Declan's great. He's articulate. I can't find it. There were a few of those. You don't have to Did look too Did you delete hard. them? <laughs> no, I, yeah. Why would, I would delete those. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm looking here. It's not like I'm fast on the quick draw here. What the hell it is? I was going to read it and be really nice to you. And, you know, that's unusual. Yes, that would have been a nice change of pace. We but don't get that too gone often. From the On a Monday, too, of all the days. Start the week off right. Well, I just I feel badly that I was going to do something nice, and then it went away. Lotai, did you give a prediction for tonight? I have not. Do you want me to? Well, I was just, well, you don't have to, but I was just wondering. 5-1 Canucks. Really? Okay. They're gonna, the, the orders, maybe they'll change, but yeah. the, the orders are, they're, if, you, if you watch Woodcroft, if you watch McDavid, uh, they're they're saying all the right things, but nobody does anything. Right, like, empty they, words. Well, they they the the things that plagued them against the Canucks at the beginning of the year uh, have just continued. It's a cascade. It, it just it is it is nonstop, and I don't know where they're going to end up. And uh, I know that Paul Coffey and Ken Holland visited the team the other day, and 
there's been no real improvement. And Paul Coffey was in the group that went and visited the team. And there was also Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey was there. I think that might be something to pay attention to. We'll see. I'm not saying he's going to be coach. I'm just saying that at some level, Daryl Cates is... I'm, I think he would be extremely aggressive right now in trying to make this team better. And I'm not thinking he's wrong. And goaltending is, is primary, but so is defense. And I don't know what you trade. God's honest, I don't know what you trade. And I don't know how you're going to make it work cap-wise because this team, the pretzel logic that went into building this team is unbelievable. And now that there are injuries to like guys like Connor McDavid and Matthias Ekholm, it is a house of cards. And it was high risk, and there would have been high reward, and maybe there still will be. But right now, you're just trying to get enough players on the ice to not make your lead dogs play 25 minutes a night. It's a problem. Jason Gregor, do we have Gregor? Has he confirmed that he's coming on the show? Yes, he has All confirmed right. he will be on here in uh, about three minutes' time. All right, sounds good. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, it's same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Say hi to Doug and Mary. Tottenham Hotspur up 1-0 over Chelsea. 19 minutes into that match, it's huge. Spurs... If they win this, they will be two points up on Man City, five points up on Liverpool and Arsenal, and, I mean, I guess seven points up on the, the fifth-place team, Aston Villa. So, yeah. And Chelsea's no scream in hell right now. What's going on? I didn't know you were into footy like that. I became a fan because Gareth of Hernan. Bale. Oh, okay. Well, no, Hernan w- helped, but I was a fan before Hernan. You liked the lettuce. You saw the <sighs> ponytail and you thought, yeah. that guy can Well, can you know what I loved about him was he just, he was excited. He'd just fly down that left side mm-hmm. and he yep. was more like a, a fullback in football, right? Like he just, you know, I, I don't think anybody would try. When he was in full flight, I don't think anybody really wanted to take he's, him on. He's a big guy and he was great yeah. with the ball. He had great touch with his feet as well. Yeah, and he was very good. Um, this comes in. Our text line has been f- like absolute fire today. Uh, the uh, number is one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. I don't like negative low tide, says Lance. Lance, I'm not backing down. And the reason I'm not backing down is because the orders aren't playing better. As soon as they start playing better, I will. I'll say, oh, they're playing better. But right now they're not. They're not getting any stops. They are the the defensive structure isn't right. And even the games that you think, well, okay, I mean, I, I'm sure they'll beat San Jose. That's something to look forward to. But they're not right. Something's wrong. Jason Greger joins us now. Jason, I see you. Uh, you found one already. You've got the poppy. Good for you, sir. It's my third one, Al. Hmm. Uh, well, they fall apart, right? Yeah. They, they well, take, actually, you know what? I got the backing, so now I'm good. Okay. They, they come with the, like the pin, mm-hmm. get the backing. Now I'm good. Uh, I, uh, are we... Are, are you, uh, you got the white T-shirt on. You got the jean jacket. Are your yeah. jeans rolled up? Are we going greasing? This is unreal, like Al. I well, love listen, it. Trendy. I, I just, you know, I, I I feel like I want to be in the movie Grease every day. Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> nice. I get more casual. Pretty soon, I'm just going to show up in my Winnie the Pooh pajamas, Jason. Mm, well, well, good luck for Declan. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are you with the Oilers? I know you've been writing about some. They're, they're nothing wrong. Al, what do you mean? Like, they're great. This is fantastic. <laughs> I think everybody in Oilers Nation is like, whoo, what a good start. Man, this is so fun. I can't believe I watched those games. Like, oh my goodness. It is, it is, 
A debacle of monumental proportions, to quote uh, Craig McTavish, who always had a lot of great lines over the years as a head coach. It, like, there is not, I know you can pick one thing and say, yeah, that's really bad, and I would agree. But then you're like, well, what about this? Oh, what about this? What about this? We know the goaltending's terrible. Right now, I see, you know, Kevin Woodley, and I love he's in the goalie union, and he puts out how many high danger chances are given up, but it's way too many. I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah. But then go look, Kevin, at how many high danger chances the orders are creating, and the other teams actually stop them sometimes. Yeah. It's okay to ask the goalie to do his freaking job a few times a game. You can't just say, well, if the goal he makes the average saves, then you're fine. Like, no, he's got to make some saves. Like, trust me, the order's defense got to be way better. The, their inability to slow teams down off the rush is disgusting at this point. There's no. no other way to sugarcoat it. So that's terrible. But then what about the offense? What, what about the Golden Boys? The orders were first in goals four last year. They were fifth in five-on-five goals. As a team, they're 23rd in both. Oh. Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, zero goals combined over six games. Yeah. Na- yeah. Name another team in the league that's winning that has their three best forwards with zero goals, right? It's just not like there's very few elements of this team that you can look at and say with confidence. Like even the power play. Yeah, their percentage is good, but, you know, in their last seven games, they're 18%, but then they gave up two shorthanded goals, so it's a net of 9%. Yeah, and they're also, like, they're giving up too many power play chances to the other team and getting scored on. I th- I think McDavid and Ekholm's injuries uh, and, and, you know, they're playing, so they're playing, but they are not, like, McDavid's not optimal right now. It just isn't. Well, the thing about McDavid is... Um, his injury, it looked like it was a hip or back. We don't know exactly what it is. Might have just strained something. It's his passing. Like, how many times is he mishandling the puck by his standard mm-hmm. that you just don't see very often, right? Or Leon Drysaddle missing one-timers. Like, confidence is a real thing, and I think it can impact players' frustration. But guess what? When you're the leader of a team, you can't let it show. You just no. can't. That that's comes with the pressure of being the leader of the team. That's Ooh. just that's just how it goes, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, Ekholm... I think missing a month, yeah, it takes him some time. Uh, he's been okay lately. And the, the worst part is now, like Nurse and Cece were very good to start the year, but the last four games, they're brutal now. Yeah. Like Nurse being on the ice for nine goals against five on five. There's just too many. And you can't, when you're six foot four, 220 pounds, you can't keep losing battles in front of the net like that. Yeah. Just get better positioning. Because yeah. that's, there's a willingness. But then there's also the the smart side of the game where you have to think the game and you have to know. And they know. You know where to position yourself. Like, you're going to lose the odd battle every now and then. But you can't keep losing that many. Like, the orders are 27th in giving up rebound chances. They're not protecting their house exactly. well enough in front of the net. It's, it's, and it's, it's, it's a swim-up bar for the orders' defense, the slot. And it's, it is... A place to celebrate for the opposition. Oh. Like Vancouver will go into there and they'll get their chances tonight because the owners they're slow to recognize. Jay. And I don't care what what they're playing, man to man or zone. Yeah. It's all execution, and you have to get on the inside of the guy and tie up his stick. And there, there's the willingness and the desire, and then the smarts to want to do it, and and be confident and be assertive enough to go and do it. And it's almost like now they got to the point that now they're afraid to make a mistake, and that's when you make 10 times more mistakes. That's just a fact, right? You start thinking. The minute you think and don't react, you're screwed because the game's so fast. And the thing about Edmonton is you go into the game tonight. Edmonton's a clear underdog now. Mm -hmm. There's there's no – I don't even know what the line is at playalberta.ca, but I'm guessing – 
Edmonton's an underdog. Like, they got Demko playing lights out. You got the uh, defenseman in Quinn, no. who accused, who's, who's probably the leading candidate. I know it's only 10 games but for the is. Norris. Pedersen's tied for the league lead in points. Right, no. JT Miller's got I think six power play goals or something like they're they got lots of, of, of firepower right now. They're two strong well. lines, strong lines. Right, they got confidence. So look at their deep pairs. Right, like they, you know, if you look at this now, it's fair to question. And I said it in the summer. The one question I had was why Yanmark and Ryan. Now I want to be abundantly clear. If one of them wasn't here, the results are likely going to be close to the same. Sure. But when you look at Edmonton. And the mistake management made was bringing back almost everybody. Like, basically, you traded out Yamamoto at the end of the year for Brown. Yeah. That's the only offseason. Like, Costin left, sure, but you, you weren't playing everybody in, in your lineup anyway. And Costin's in for Holloway, essentially, right? Because sure. Holloway wasn't on yeah. the roster at the end of the season. So right. that's, that's basically your, your yeah. trade. So I, I would think that Holloway could do more. Costin, you didn't want to pay him two mil. I get it. Okay, so that one I kind of understand. Plus, trading costs and got you rid of Yamamoto's. That's what people have to remember, right? Yeah. Like there was. Well, there's the money that you ended yeah. up spending on Bouchard. Sure. Yeah. All right, and so it's a problem, Al. Like there's and there's no easy fix here. Like the orders need. There, there. No one's going to ride in. You could. I know people like go oh, fire the coach or put Jack Campbell in the minors. Okay, so let's say they put Jack Campbell in minors, and I'm I'm not saying it's the wrong decision. You could bring up Calvin Pickard. No. And so Calvin Pickard, maybe he gets a 900 save percentage. No. And I guess right now at 900, you'd be like doing cartwheels yeah. over that. So that's a small incremental help. But Calvin Pickard can't help your forward score goals, and Calvin Pickard can't help your defense decide to protect the house better, I guess, unless he's going to stand up in the room and scream at him to protect the house better. But I'm guessing, as a journeyman AHLer, that's not happening. Yeah. Do you see there's, there's, there's scenarios? There's a trade. There's the coach. What, what if they like? I think they'll beat San Jose. I don't know that oh, they'll yeah, beat Vancouver tonight. Uh, if they continue to do this, wh- what happens first—a trade or a firing? Well, I look at it this week. I think this week, Al, is big because um, you have Vancouver, San Jose, Seattle. If they don't win one of the games against Vancouver, or Seattle. I think then there could be significant change. And sadly, the easiest change is always the coach. Yes. Right? That's yes. the easiest change. Right? And although it's probably not just going to, like last time they made that change midseason, they brought up Woodcroft and Manson. Right? Um, you know, it, it would be odd to me to get rid of Glenn Gullitson based on his role in the power play success for five years. Right? So I could see that. But I could see people saying, hey, enough's enough with Schwartz. I get it. Like, no. you could say no. he's had more than enough time, if that's what you feel. Um but I always question when people say fire the coach, my number one question is, who are you replacing them with? So who is the clear cut better option in your mind? That's what I always like to ask people. Yeah. Do you, do you and I'm just asking this and don't go crazy on me, but do you think Mac T would ever be interested? Oh, I think he'd be interested. Actually, you know what? When I talked to Mac T last time, no, I don't. I, okay. I, like he went to St. Louis. He was assistant coach. And I think Craig is incredibly I think he might not want to put himself in that position again. Okay. Like there'd be part of them be like, "Well, oh, geez, it's McDavid and Drysidle." But he's like, "Yeah, but you know, I come back around." Although, hey, maybe he'd be the Billy Martin of the orders. Well, right? but can he find a Toby Peterson to play with Drysidle uh-huh. and McDavid? Wow. You know. Heck. Although it's you know, I love that like, because I went back and looked through all the numbers of Toby Peterson. Like he barely played. I know he did. But man, it really irritated people for a short period of time. But he was a reliable player. Like yeah. go look at his numbers oh, no. in Dallas afterwards. But I, I don't think like I, I can't speak for Craig. I've never asked him directly about that. But um, when I did ask him about like when when I golf with him in the summertime. Yeah. 
Um, you know, like he's, he's golfing in San Diego last week. He's quite enjoying life. He, he likes doing the analyst thing a little bit mm-hmm. now. So, but maybe he didn't think it was an option, right? Because if you would have asked anybody in the summertime, nobody, I think, sane or if they're being honest, would have thought that Jay Woodcroft 11 games in or 10 games in, people were thinking maybe they might make a change, right? So everything can change, Al. So I can't say no for sure for him, but would Jeff Jackson do it? That would be my bigger question. Um, Did you smoke McTavish on the golf course? Oh, God, no, no. No, he's actually quite a good golfer. Okay. And we were actually playing the same team, so it was... Oh, well, gentlemen then, total gentlemen. Um... I said, I said in the blog this morning, this is the most befuddled I've been about the order since Pat Quinn was coach. And Pat Quinn, he, he didn't have his fastball when he was coaching here. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, he wasn't, and he didn't have a very good team. No, he had a terrible team. Yeah. But I, like, I don't understand, Jason. Like, I know. Oh, dude, I'm with you. Okay, thanks. Because I, I just, like, I'm. I, it, it, like, they can't possibly be this bad, and yet they are. Yeah, like, they, they shouldn't. They have more talent. Than their record shows. No. But their talent in how they've played is equal to what their record is. Yes. Well, they own it. I think their record is what they are. And I say they as a collective team. Because, yes, some games goaltending hasn't been good enough. Some games defense hasn't been good enough. Some games finishing. Like, we can talk about creating chances till the cows come home. Part of creating chances is finishing your chance. That's just the truth. You, no. you don't get bonus points. Hey, we created 10 high danger chances. How many did you score? None, but we created 10. No. And I know that coaches always like, well, you know, I get upset or I get worried when they're not creating chances. Well, if you're creating chances never finishing them, then you should start getting worried. And, I, and here's the thing, Alan. This is just me. I look and say, okay, you got a team struggling to score. I'm not seeing many drills in practice focused on that. I don't see many drills in practice lately that focus on, okay, let's limit what are we doing here in this situation against the rush. Sometimes you've got to go back to the the, the basics of basics. Now, maybe they're doing that in film warm off of the ice. Right. So I have to, right. you know, I have to say that's a possibility. Yeah. But I do just wonder, because doing those scoring drills, Al, like the drills, in, teams don't have high intense practice in the regular season much anymore. They do all the studies. They save it for the games. Fine. But the drills I'm talking about aren't going to be high-impact drills. Just getting guys in front. You're here, top shelf, top shelf. Here, shoot here. Get a shoot or two. I don't care. Go get a goalie that you can score on regularly. Right? And probably don't do it against your goalies because they're already giving up too many goals. You don't want them and put them at the other end of the ice and tell your forwards not to score on them just to keep shooting at them so they think they're going to make some saves. Yeah. Ordinarily, uh, for, with a team that struggled, what I would say is something like they're going to have a laugher in a good way soon. Like they're going to score nine, and everybody's happy. Well, maybe San Jose, like that, actually seems <laughs> well. Realistic. Yeah, maybe, but they, like against a team like Vancouver, I just can't see them getting four. Oh no! If they're going to win tonight, Al, it's either Vancouver's going to take them lightly, mm-hmm. which is something that sounds odd to say, or Edmonton is suddenly just going to buckle down. And not give up a lot of chances and be say, you know what, we're going to win three two, yeah. or we're going to win two to one. Right. right? Those are the like I don't now could Edmonton win a shootout five four? Sure, 
they did lots last year at, well, at times, but right now I don't have a lot of faith in thinking that if they get into river hockey, that it benefits. I mean, it used to benefit them out it last did. year when they're confident. Yeah. It did, but right now it's not. When will you admit that the reason that the orders aren't as good this year is Jessup Yarfi and Kyler Yamamoto, Jason? Come <laughs> 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 uh, on, just say uh, it out loud. One uh, time. That's a classic. Uh, uh, hey, I hope you, I hope Yessie heals up good for him. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, he, uh, I know some people said, oh, they should bring him back. I'm like, are you delusional? Well, he wouldn't come back. Neither think. side yeah. would want him back. Um, Eagles are good. I watched them play oh, Dallas yeah. yesterday. I, I'm starting to feel confident. They beat Washington and Dallas. E- Eagles are good. Uh, Chiefs are still good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious about Connor's Chargers tonight because the Jets are surprisingly yes, competitive. Yes, they are. The Jets yes. are surprisingly competitive. Their defense is excellent. Um, 49ers are off a little, right? They're just yeah, not, they're a little bit off. Yeah. Uh, the Browns' defense is really good. Yeah, now. They shut them out. Yeah, wow. Like yeah. Their defense is uh, How about the Bears? Is, is they're, very they're, good. Somebody should write a book on the Bears because they really are like, you know, Interesting. Bad, so bad they're interesting. Yeah, no, that's fair. What did you think of the uh, CFL playoffs? Well, I, I, it didn't go the way I thought. I thought Hamilton played better. Uh, I guess as, as a, like as you would, as the bookies would expect, it does set up some interesting semi. Or, uh, like Montreal, re- you know what? Finals. Like Jay, Jason Moss, um, who I always didn't think was nearly as bad of a coach as some people try to project him out to be. Oh. Um, you know, I expected Montreal to win that game. There's just something about Hamilton all year long has been off. Yeah. Um, for them. And yeah, I, I kind of like the, uh, you know, both the East and the West, like the West final. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And we expected it, right? Yeah, like, that's you what know, you BC and, and, How- and Winnipeg, excuse me, everybody expects it. But you know, like the Argos have just like, like the Argos have been the dominant team all year long. And we probably don't give them credit for it. So uh, I, I'll say this, like as a CFL fan, I'm looking forward to it. And shout out to uh, Chris Morris, AJ Gass, and all the Bears. Uh, first home playoff win, first home playoff game in 05, and they spanked him. So oh. now they have a chance. Al, I know you've talked about a lot. So redemption can be uh, can be a very good motivator, and yeah. so they'll go out to UBC uh, next week and or this coming weekend, I should say, uh, for a chance to to beat them for the first time in three games this year. And uh, who knows? Maybe get into the semifinals. And they really brought that program along. Like really, it was, yeah, it was taking down. a long time. Yeah. But uh, this was, uh, you know, it was an entertain. It was, it was. I didn't get to go to the game. I was coaching my son's game, but I talked to a few people that went, and they said like it was a pretty dominant performance by the Bears. Like that was full marks. Their second quarter, they crushed them. When you're coaching your son, see it, during intermissions, how long do you say? It's no intermissions, Al. It's you eleven, man. We get like a. T- oh. I get a one minute break. Okay. Do you, how many times do you say let them know you're there? Like how many times? Never. There's no contact yet, but uh, we have the three P's on my team: position, pressure, passing. There you go. Those are the passing. Howie those, Meeker. Those are the three the three things. And no. uh, you know what? Uh, I have a I'm, I'm lucky. I have a really good uh, group of kids this year, and uh, and good parents, and uh, really great assistant coaches. And it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. So uh, I look forward uh, look forward to it. We have. Um, we have a few games coming up here. I think we have our first tournament, so the kids are fired up because they'll get to go to the pool. So yeah. I think that's maybe more exciting yeah. than the hockey games. But you know what, Al? I, I've, I've had so much fun. Actually, um, got to go to a coaching clinic last night. Uh, Umberto Ferrilla was, was you know, head man. And just, man, there's so much that you don't know as a coach when you go to one of those clinics and just little things you can learn, so many drills. So it's, uh, it's always fun when you get to go somewhere and learn more. What's coming up on the show? We've got a pretty busy show today, Al. We'll, we'll talk about the excitement is at the orders <laughs> or the frustration. I think it's definitely more of an F right now than an E yeah. uh, in Edmonton, for sure. Uh, Terry Ryan will uh, join us. He is uh, he's on set, getting set to shoot season three of Shorzy. Nice. Yeah, so uh, that'll be fun. Um, 
Also, uh, Speck will be by. We'll hear Kevin Woodley. We're going to break down the goaltending. Okay. And um, I get the high danger chances all you want, Al, but I'm going to say this very, very quickly. Your job is to save the puck. And at some point, just stop the puck. Don't pass the buck and be like, oh, this many chances. Yeah, I get it. But the other goalies on the other teams, the Edmonton Oilers, have created the sixth most high danger chances. No. Guess what? They're 23rd in goals. So it can be done that you can stop the puck. Stop yeah. the puck. Yeah. Jason, thank you. Jason Greger, coming up at 2 o'clock today, right here on Sports 1440. The uh, Chelsea has tied. Cole Palmer has tied that game. It's 1-1 now. And Romero is out uh, with a red card. So, well. And just to circle back to something you and Jason were talking about, you guys talked about the odds on play Alberta. Both teams are minus 110. Okay. So there's that. There's, so there's a rep thing going on there. Yes. A little bit. All right. Okay. Did we, did we forget anything today? No. I think we're, we're all up to speed. We got one more segment to, to oh, go here. What? Then. I yeah. thought we were done. I, no way. Uh-oh. I have nothing more to say. I got a lot to say. Don't worry. Okay. Well, good. Um, <laughs> somebody texted in when, when uh, Jason said the three P's, somebody said pizza, potatoes, peas. <laughs> What do you think Gregor's doing over there with the coaching? Come on. Uh, it's the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. I don't know what the heck that it's was. Kind of came out funny. We're brought to you by every day, Monday through Friday, Wolf GMC Buick, corner 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Who, who did that song, by the way? That was Chris Stapleton. Like that song, yeah, a few years old now. It's a good one. Yeah, he um, he did one of my favorite songs. Uh, it's called "Last Thing I Needed, First Thing This Morning," is to have we walk out on me. And he did a great version of that. It's, Willie Nelson was the first one that he didn't write it, but he's the first artist that I ever heard do it. Really, <laughs> look. <laughs> no, come on. I, I tell you what, I I will buy you a sound effects library. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're doing over there. Wouldn't that make it worse? You're you're Rudy Toot Toot over there all the time. What in the bloody blue blazes? Does your nose is there? Are you like Old Faithful? Every hour upon every hour, you've got to make some kind of weird noise. Well, the sneezing. I don't know. I might chalk it up to the fact there are cats here today. I have a cat allergy. There are cats in our office. Oh, but I might be the dog around. in tomorrow. Are you okay? with Oh that? yeah, but like I, you won't hear me once because I'll just be hanging out with the dog. I will say this to you. I will say this to you. If the dog is here, we've got to keep her in this room because if she pees, I can clean it up off the floor. Okay. And she gets excited. Keep the door closed. and Well, I think, I, and, and uh, you know, when I'm talking, she might bark. It might be chaos. might be my last show. But I'm getting her haircut and she won't like I'm taking her at nine thirty. She might not have been done by eleven to eleven thirty. I might be flying in here. Okay, you know I'm saying. Well, listen, and my life isn't what it used to be, so I've got to do these harebrained things <laughs> because it would be another eight weeks before I could get her in, and then the poor girl because she's older now, she's twelve, yes. and when she gets long hair, she really suffers. So I don't want her to have that happen. No, absolutely, but. I will be preparing to open up the show tomorrow, just in case. Well, you know, so you, feel I, free to stroll in here a little late. Well, I don't. I, I feel like it. the the after Mama MMA, I feel the the power strength of the the power base of this show is heading in your direction. So maybe this is just the natural, you know, development of things. Well, if if, if it has to be, let it be. Well, you know, and you'll come visit me in the old folks' home. 
play oh, a little of course. pool. I, I played pool on the weekend. I suck. Oh, I'm a terrible pool player. Did I, you I take, used to be really good. Did you take our listeners' recommendations and go to one of the many aforementioned pool halls? I did not. I found a different spot, and I enjoyed it very much. I had good. one guy, doctor, tell me he's got a, a, a place out past where I live, uh, and he invited me out to play pool in his uh, in his basement. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's not weird. <laughs> Wake up in a bathtub full of ice with a scar around your kidney. No, hey, sounds like you had a great weekend. I'm happy for you, man. Declan, you can't say stuff. It's the guy's a doctor. He's not. He's just. He's, he's a listener. He's a nice. You know, what surgeon. This, 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 this is why Mrs. Andrews had a trouble. A lot yeah. of trouble with you. you know what? Listen, you can't. The, there's a part you can't say out loud, Declan. I've said a lot about Mrs. Andrews, but I never said I wasn't. I wasn't at least partially responsible. So. Wow. No, you're just I just, I cannot believe poor doctor out there working hard, helping people his whole life. Is it Hippocratic Oath? Is that what they take? And you've got him making me unconscious somehow and taking body parts out. Wow. Wow. Low tide trade proposal for you to chew on to Florida. Ryan McLeod, 2024 first for Sam Bennett and a fourth. And Florida retains 50% of Bennett's contract. Uh, it's not enough. The 2024 first is nice. Um, Bennett is a clear upgrade on McLeod right now. Uh, and the the retain is a thing. I like the idea of Sam Bennett here, though, I admit. Okay. Atif, what's the difference between frequent flyer miles and the orders? Frequent flyer miles pick up points. Okay. Essentially, the management and coach have, ca- have uh, done bad things. I thought they said cap, but it was a different word, and I can't say the rest. So it's all good. Maybe if Demko throws. Okay, you guys, I can- like I'm reading these on the fly here. They're a little bit cold. Can we just keep it family? It'd be good if we could. There seems to be no give a crap with this team. David was masking so many problems. Well, I, th- that is the conclusion I think you have to draw. Mac T. Well, I'm just saying. He's been around. He's been talking to people. He's smart. I really like Mac T as a coach. I always did. He needed a better power player, and if he had it, he would have won a Stanley. And that part of that might have been that he was coaching the power play, but I will give him a lot of credit for being a fine coach. Filthy Bruce, Joel Quinville. Well, they're all out there. Gerard Gallant, like I said, they're all out there. You just need a guy who holds everyone accountable. So Jesus is the one we need. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I wish I could find that damn one where they said nice things about you. It's so rare. Hold on, hold on. If you scroll down to about, because I'm looking forward to here. If you scroll down to about the two... You know, 245 to 255 mark of the text line. There are a couple in there. I've got 148 is the latest one. What are you doing 245? Or 12, sorry, 12. Oh, for God's sake, Scrolling all the way down. Like, you're dealing with an old man here. you got to be more clear with this. No, that was a slip of the tongue. It's my fault. I'll own that one, but... I mean, honestly, do you have... I'm barely holding on to my motor skills, and you're out there, you know, making nuanced... Suggestions to me. Clear is what we need. 
do you said 1245? Yeah, around there, like 1248 to 1250 range. There were, you know, there were a couple couple in there. Boxing, okay, boxing went out in the 80s. All money under the table. Goodbye. That's a real ringing endorsement of your feature. Well, um, you didn't have to read it. <laughs> you said they were all positive. No, no, no. I definitely didn't say that. Well, that's what And I, I understand it. They, Fury Kruger, you know. Love the segment. I still think uh, GSP is the greatest of all time, not John Jones. Well, you stuck your foot in it there, didn't you? Yes, combat sports contest. Well done, Bub. Bub. Oh, Bud, sorry. I'm pumped to hear it on the air. How about Molly Wop Mondays? I appreciated the MMA segment. Good little mix up for the boys. Thanks, Declan. There you go. I watched the Fury fight as well. Declan, you made me view uh, the fight differently. I thought Nagano would won, but you points have made changed my mind. And for the preview this weekend, a very small fight fan. Uh, he's not a very small man at all. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I appreciate getting info from someone who's passionate about the sport. Well, did you pay him? No. No, no, no. But, you know. I will be. Like Fleetwood Mac Starting and now. Lindsey Buckingham, the Eagles had a lot of problems with Don Fingers Felder. Too bad. Phenomenal uh, guitar player. I just didn't like their lyrics. They were very anti-female, I think. You know, Lion Eyes was all her fault. I never got that, you know. Just my opinion. I do like the Eagles' music. I just think the Flying Burrito Brothers would have been better. LT, you're wrong. The auto's going to win 5-2 from Gordon. Well, I it, uh, it, it, here's the thing as a broadcaster and as a writer. I always like when the orders win because that means the people I will talk to are in good moods. But the best thing for business is if they lose. I'm sorry, but that is the truth. I can't find this blasted thing you wanted me to read. Quit saying nice things about Declan. Okay. It's cruel to tease him with false hope. <laughs> From Scalding Gord. I think we all know we're listening to Declan in the early years, and 50 years from now, he'll still be doing this job. He will have paid, you know, probably triple or quadruple what I made, and I'll be um, in hell waiting for him. If I'm the coach, start with the fourth line. Psychology of sports cannot be undervalued. Send a message. Declan is fantastic from Ear Candy. Well... Signed, Declan's mom. The owner should be chatting with Calgary for Vladar. Well, you know, maybe they'll get him in the package deal. Big love from Lindsey Buckingham. So good from Sean. I saw him do it live with a 12-string, and, like, the, the other one that he did live, and I remember I went home, as one does, after the concert, and I looked up on YouTube. I wanted to find him do it live, and he did a, a, a similar version live. When when he does uh, go insane live with the acoustic, the twelve string, it just reaches this transcendent level where his his voice and the guitar are he's going so fast. It's 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 like McDavid on the ice with the puck. Amazing. I'll take Declan over Connor Halley anyway. Well, here's the thing, Halley dumped Declan. That's the reason he's here. He did. When he came over here, the first thing he said is, I'll work with anybody but Declan Kruger. Didn't even get a phone call. I had to hear it from you. And then they said, well, we'll give Declan to to, to uh, Carius. And then Carius said, no, I don't want that. And then we said to Gregor, and Gregor said, I hired him. I know what he is. I'm not working with him. And then you ended up here. Yeah. 
Things always work out in the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good because now they've got a, you know, they've got the transition person here already. So, you know, the time to get in the parking lot. and that's, Yeah. Do you think uh, Connor Halley's nervous about his Chargers? I think he should be because I don't think they're a very good team. And I think they're very poorly coached. And I think he would tell you the same thing. And the Jets, there's a connotation around the Jets because of their quarterback, who is playing better, that they're still a terrible team. But they have a really good defense. They always compete. And Zach Wilson's playing better. So I think you look at... Did we not have a talk about Zach Wilson and I defended him and you were putting him down and calling him names? You did. It came after Joe Namath said he can't play ball. And at the time, Joe Namath was correct. And Zach Wilson is still not a very good quarterback. Don't trust Joe Namath. Just so you know, like with a sideline reporter, with a quarterback. That one was weird. Well, it was that beyond was weird. weird. It's I'm an old man. That was embarrassing to me. Stop drinking and doing stupid stuff, please. Make us all look bad and untrustworthy, which we are. But don't tell everybody. You know, that was really embarrassing. Don't you think that was embarrassing? I thought, yes, I've I've seen the clip many times, and I, it's 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 a little cringy to watch. It's very weird. And that he was so okay with what he was doing is what well, made it was, worse. He was, um, he was. Oh um, yeah, you know, whole pharmacy in the system. <laughs> you know, you are just laying rubber all over people's reputations in this segment. I want you to know that. I and mean, listen, if we ever have a chance to get Joe Namath on, he's probably not going to do it, but we can live with that. Well, I talked to Brad Slater, and he said he was going to try to get me Henry Winkler, and I'm so excited about that. I can't even tell you how excited I am. If he ends up being on Carius' show, I'm going to protest outside with a big protest sign. I will. I promise you. I will not back down on that. All right. It's over. Our words are done. Jason Greger on the way with Connor Halley, who's a little nervous about the Chargers. So please text in and mock him and make fun of him. I know you will. It's time now for a sports update.